Now, I want to make this very special announcement. Back by popular demand, we're going to be having our Love Masquerade event on February 10th, 7 o'clock, at Porch Restaurant in Corona del Mar, California. On this evening, which is pre-Valentine's, you will have a chance to meet eligible singles who may be compatible with you based on personality type. Before you come, you will take a personality test to determine one of four different personality love type groups. You will wear a certain color mask based on your personality love type, your romantic style. If you're an excitement seeker, you will wear a red mask. If you're a knowledge seeker, you will wear a black mask. If you're a meaning seeker, you will wear a blue mask. If you're a security seeker, you will wear a white mask. And by the end of the night, you will unmask yourself and possibly find your compatible soulmate. Last time we had several great compatibility matches, and we anticipate having the same this time. And it's, of course, the special time of love, Valentine's Love Masquerade. So if you want to get your tickets, go to eventbrite.com, look up the Dating Masquerade, Coronel Del Mar, California, Ports, Restaurant and Bar, and we'd love to see you there. You can also get more information on our website, loveuniversity.love. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, health, relationships, and spirituality. And we were talking about a very fascinating and powerful concept. The thought demons, the critical inner voices that we have, the tremendous, the negative thoughts that are in our mind and keep us from achieving our full potential. And this week we're going to talk about a specific kind of thought demon called the futility thought demon. How low can you go? The futility thought demon is a self-defeating thought that smothers you with an overall sense of gloom and doom. It tells you that nothing will ever change. You will always be a loser in life, no matter how hard you try. The futility thought demon thrives on apathy, neglect, indifference, poverty, despair, and hopelessness. It tells you that you lack the necessary intelligence, education, money, connections, or resources to be successful in your chosen career or business. It makes you believe you will never find love or happiness. Like everyone else, you may have moments of defeat and futility when you're down on yourself. Yet the futility thought demon takes your down moments much further by exaggerating your mistakes and failures. It makes you feel you can never improve your lot in life. It attacks you ferociously with the thought that you will always be hopeless and defeated. A forever failure. If you don't control the futility thought demon, it can be a stubborn foe, a hardened resistance to your true excellence. It keeps you feeling tired, exhausted, and incapable of experiencing pleasure in even the most pleasurable of things, such as food, friendship, family, love, sex, work accomplishments, and hobbies. It brings a defeatist attitude into your mind that makes you see yourself as the victim and the future as bleak. You think, why do I always get all the problems? Everyone else gets all the luck and I always fail. The futility thought demon keeps you mired in regret, making you think about all the mistakes you've made in your life and how it's too late to change or make a difference. If you fight back and try to take a step forward, the futility thought demon is right there to slam you down. It crushes you under the weight of your own failed expectations. Why can't I do any better? It tricks you into making mistakes and blunders. For example, your jealousy ruins a relationship. As it does its dirty work, the futility thought demon makes you think lower and lower into your own misery. Nobody cares about me. I'm a loser. Before long, you may find yourself in the state known as clinical depression, which is a severe form of sadness that can cause hopelessness, despair, and even suicide. 
When the futility thought demon is in control of your mind, you feel heavy as if everything is a burden to you. You're in a spiritual devolution stage that the East calls tamas, inertia, resistance, lethargy, tiredness, and low energy. When the futility thought demon is in charge of your mind, it convinces you to abandon hope and think, what's the use? I have zero chance of winning the heart of my desired mate, of being financially successful, of being happy. What I desire is just not attainable. I am doomed to fail. In the end, the futility thought demon tries to persuade you that the only way to eliminate your pain is through spiritual suicide, giving up a life but living in your body, or perhaps even physical suicide, you kill yourself. If you choose spiritual suicide, living but not living, the futility thought demon will come up with excuses for why you can't live up to your fullest potential. You're always sick. You need temporary distractions and thrills, bad habits and addictions to feel happy. You need people to help you. You don't need to take responsibility for what happens to you. It's someone else's fault. On and on, the excuses and justifications for your failures will echo in your mind as the futility thought demon tightens its death grip on your soul. In its ultimate form of destructiveness, the futility thought demon urges you to kill yourself in the actual physical sense by committing suicide. It will lie to you and repeatedly try to convince you that living is not worth the effort anymore. It tells you there is no hope and suicide is the only way for you to ease the pain. Initially, when the futility thought demon has a strong grip on your mind, you may not have the energy or focus to kill yourself. You feel down, listless, and depressed. However, when the futility thought demon partners with his cousin, the anger thought demon, things can become more dangerous for you. When your mind is full of anger and resentment, you may suddenly have the energy and motivation to pull the trigger on your own death, a suicide. Sadly, this is a dangerous place to be because it can only take one wrong move, killing yourself, for you to lose all of your future potential to bring love and goodness to yourself and others. Fortunately, there are many ways for you to defeat the futility thought demon and save your mind and life. One of the most important aspects of defeating the futility thought demon is to develop self-love. Self-love means loving yourself in a realistic way. Not egotistically or narcissistically, but in a very confident yet humble approach. Here's some of the secrets of self-love that can help you turn sadness into triumph. Smile every day. Make it a point each day to smile at family, friends, acquaintances, and even strangers. When you smile, you express loving energy to the outside world. You develop a wonderful habit of extending your joy to others. As you do this, you may observe different reactions. Some people smile back and start a conversation with you. A few mumble a quick hi. Others avoid your smile and will walk hurriedly away as if you just passed gas. Yet regardless of the reaction, you keep smiling because you're offering them your inner warmth as a gift to the world. The good news is that the more you smile, the more joyful you feel inside. Also, if you keep smiling, eventually you discover those individuals who truly resonate with your smile and unique personality. Once you do that, you have a good opportunity to make a beautiful and healthy connection with them. Another important point, ask yourself, was I connected to my joy? Before you go to sleep at night, reflect on your day and think about whether you did the things that brought you joy and happiness. Did you meditate, pray, play, exercise, listen to music? Create something or express love to your loved ones, humans and animals alike. Did you take time to savor that cup of your favorite drink? Smell the flowers and breathe in fresh outdoor air. You may find yourself rushing around and spending most of your time on distracting and meaningless activities that don't contribute much to your happiness. This may include excessive social media use, mindless entertainment, and negative news. If that's the case, you can resolve to make tomorrow different. As you lie in bed, write down the one most important thing you can do tomorrow to bring you joy and satisfaction.
Then when morning comes, do that one thing at the very beginning of your day. Maybe it's as simple as sitting quietly outside and reading your favorite book or listening to the birds sing. Each day, strive to do one thing you love or have a strong affinity for. By doing this, you will be a happier person who has more love to give to others. Another important tool for defeating the futility thought demon is to access the power of positive habits. If the futility thought demon rules your mind, you can transform your life by implementing small positive habits into your life on a daily basis. The important thing to remember is that small wins have an enormous power to reshape your mindset and empower you. For example, when you go to the gym, even when you don't feel like it, you're already gaining a small victory over your self-defeating mind that tells you, I'm too tired to exercise. Next, you start by working out for only 15 minutes, and you begin to feel more victorious. Then on each occasion, you will add more time to your workout, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or more. As you do this, you start looking and feeling better. Now your small habits fuel transformative changes in you as you become more convinced that even bigger accomplishments are within your reach. Once your new habit, working out for example, kicks in, your mind's desire for completion will drive you to continue until its logical end. You're working out regularly, looking and feeling good. As you make each small change, you start to rewire your brain. Richard shows that new positive habits can create more activity in the frontal region of the brain related to self-discipline and inhibition of impulses. While the creating positive habits sounds good, you may also wonder, how do I change a bad habit that has been ingrained in my mind for many years? The answer is simple. To change a bad habit, you first need to identify the cue or trigger that unconsciously pulls you into the habit. A trigger is a person, place, or situation that activates your desire for the harmful activity or circumstance. When you're able to recognize the trigger, you can substitute a healthy habit for an unhealthy one at the exact moment that you're tempted to indulge in self-defeating behavior. If, for example, you want to lose weight, you can begin to observe your eating patterns. Perhaps when you're at work, you notice you have a reduction of energy at 3 p.m. and you eat a cookie as a pick-me-up. Although you know this is going against your diet, you're irresistibly tempted to eat the cookie when the clock strikes 3 p.m. In this case, the time 3 p.m. is your trigger for eating the cookie. Realizing that 3 p.m. is your unconscious signal for wanting the snack, you will substitute something pleasurable and non-fattening for the cookie. Socializing with your coworkers for a few minutes, for example. Now, when 3 p.m. arrives each day, you're ready to contract your energy slump with a more health-enhancing behavior. While you may be tempted at first to go back to the comfortable cookie, the more aware you are of your self-defeating pattern, the more motivated you will be to replace the cookie with a few minutes of socializing. Over time, your old self-defeating habit will lose its attractiveness, and the new self-enhancing habit will start to give you a strong sense of pleasure and accomplishment. Here are some more tips to help you access the power of positive habit and willpower. First of all, be more empathetic toward others. In one interesting study, Navy SEALs who were empathetic toward their fellow SEALs had more willpower in military situations. They were able to step out of their own pain and fear and think, how can I help the guy next to me? When you're empathetic, your care for others expands your mindset from poor me to united we. Instead of contracting your energy with fear about what will happen to you, you focus on helping others and contributing to make their lives better. When you do this, you move from fear to love as you expand your own abilities and confidence. Start this week by asking yourself what other people are feeling. Think from their point of view, from the point of view of your family, friends, coworkers, and acquaintances, as well as that waitress, store attendant, or barista at the coffee shop. Put yourself in their shoes. Ask them questions about their day and what they want out of life. Listen carefully to their answers and strive to understand their feelings and what they're going through. As you become more empathetic toward others, 
You're no longer so limited by your own fear, worry, and regret. Instead, you have passion, love, and forgiveness, as well as an increased strength of mind to accomplish your personal goals. Do the difficult thing first. You may be the type of person who procrastinates when you have something important to do, especially when it is emotionally difficult. Perhaps you need to have a serious conversation with your love partner, but you put it off. Or you want to make progress with an important work project, but you feel overwhelmed and you delay it. When you do this, you feel bad about yourself because you're not accomplishing what you need to do. The better approach is to do the most important or challenging thing first. At your earliest opportunity, tackle the difficult project or have the serious conversation with your loved one or business partner. Although you may be hesitant to undertake the emotionally challenging project or activity, feel much better if you take care of it first. If you do this, the rest of your day will be much easier because you have already handled the most difficult and important task of the day. Often you find that it was not as hard as you had first imagined. Once you started working on the matter, you were able to do it with relative ease. On other occasions, the task was even more difficult than you thought, but you were still able to accomplish it to the best of your ability. What matters most is that you exerted sincere effort to do it, and you got it done. Remember the important truth. Do the difficult thing first, and the rest will take care of itself. Reward yourself immediately. Habits are reinforced with rewards. When you develop a bad habit, overeating for example, you receive the initial temporary reward of pleasure from the activity. The dopamine, feel-good brain chemical. So you eat more and more because it feels good. However, as you gain weight and feel less healthy, the momentary reward of the food pleasure is outweighed by the pain of your unhealthiness. But it can work the other way too. You can reward yourself for healthy and life-affirming behaviors, which in turn reinforce the new behavior that will improve your life. For example, if you want to get in good physical shape, reward yourself after your workout. Listen to your favorite music, or read one of your preferred blogs. Or when you make progress on an important project, reward yourself by playing with your animal or child, or talking to a supportive friend. When you reinforce the hard work you have done with a pleasurable experience, you will continue to work hard to achieve your goals. Use energy movements to change habits. All behaviors require energy. An energy movement is an application of energy for a specific purpose. For example, you have an energy movement when you walk, talk, move, or handle something. You can apply the principle of energy movement to change your habits. If you want to reduce or get rid of a bad habit, you can simply increase the energy it takes to do it. Say you find yourself watching too much TV and you're not getting much work done. Simple solution. Move the remote to another room so you have to go up and get it. Not every time you want to watch TV, you have to leave your comfortable chair or couch and walk over to the other room. This extra movement, although it may not seem like a big one, costs you energy and will likely reduce some of your motivation to watch a lot of TV. You can also apply the same energy movement principle to increase your positive habits. Except this time, you will decrease the energy it takes for you to act productively. If you want to read more, for example, put a book next to your couch so you will have easy access to it. Because it's closer to you, you will likely pick up the book and read it more frequently. By adapting your energy movements to match the habits you want to eliminate or develop, you have more control over your mind and behaviors. Moreover, you achieve healthier and more productive goals, and you feel more energized and content. So Jonathan, my producer, it's very warm in here. You just told me you feel like taking a nap. Is that true? Um, yeah, it's currently pretty cold outside, but in this room, it's very nice and warm. So, you know, it's very cozy. So that means, Jonathan, that when you want to get up and go and do something, you might put your temperature a little bit colder to kind of stimulate your mind and body to move. When you want to just relax, a little bit of heat would work as well. So the key is to change energy movements to change habits. 
Another important idea is to write your future success story. When the futility thought demon tries to invade your mind, your antidote is to meditate on your future greatest self. Imagine your life in the future as you fulfill your greatest potential. Mentally write the story of your success, love, and contribution as you see it unfolding in your life. Begin by closing your eyes, take a deep breath, and imagine what your future will look like, what you will be doing, who you will be with, and what you will be feeling as you become the person you were meant to be. See yourself surrounded by loved ones doing the work you love and looking and feeling great. As you visualize this, write down the key elements of your story in a journal or diary. Or you could put them on a vision board with pictures that represent the new best you and the type of life you're living. Perhaps you have images of a beautiful home or family, stable finances, rewarding career, travel, creative and humanitarian ventures, great friends, and a happy and healthy lifestyle. As you do the exercise, you will find your energy and motivation expanding and your capacity to love growing until you overflow with all the good things in life, especially love. By applying these simple tools, you can begin to master your mind in small ways and create self-sustaining positive habits. Positive actions that build on each other to create greater mental balance and strength. As you achieve smaller goals, you will proceed to accomplish even bigger and larger objectives. In the end, you will feel more motivated and powerful. You will know deep down that nothing can stand in your way. And finally, the last important point in defeating the futility thought demon is to play all the keys on the mental piano of life. Imagine this. A young child sits at the piano for the first time with her piano teacher. Fascinated by the keys, she chooses one and keeps playing it over and over. As she pounds the same key with her finger, her parents are irritated by the noise and want her to stop. Her piano teacher simply smiles and patiently tells her, I know you like that key, but do you know that there are 87 other keys on the piano? Once you learn how to play all the keys, you can make beautiful music. The child learns her lesson and begins playing melodious pieces that bring her parents and others great joy. The question you need to ask yourself, love university students, is this. Are you a one-note mental piano player? Or do you play all the psychological keys on the piano of your mind? When you feel futile, depressed, or lonely, you may have a tendency to play only one key, repeating one main thought in your mind. For example, your go-to futility mental key could be, I'm a failure. On and on you play this mental key as you sink deeper into futility, frustration, and despair. When you only play one key, I'm a failure, on the mental piano, you descend into a dark emotional place of depression and hopelessness. On the other hand, when you access all of your emotions from peaceful to excited, in the concert of life, you have joy and mental freedom. Perhaps you play the key of gratitude as you think of all the things you're grateful for. Or you play the key of love for your loved ones, yourself, or your higher nature. Maybe you play the key of hard work and discipline, which gives you motivation and courage to play more positive and life-affirming notes, like compassion and self-love, instead of defeating ones like futility. As you expand your mental playing piano repertoire, you come to an amazing realization. You no longer need to play the song of futility. There are many other beautiful songs you can play, including contribution, growth, and a legacy of love. Choose today to play the beautiful songs from the songbook of love, happiness, and success, and you will say goodbye to the futility thought demon and its gloomy ways, once and for all. So, love your students, this is an important task for you to focus on in the new year that we have, 2023, is to eliminate and get rid of the futility thought demon from your mind by playing a new song 
of love, confidence, and self-elevation. You can be the most powerful person you can possibly be when you love yourself, others, and a higher nature. So love your your students. If you want to comment on today's show, if you have a show idea, or if you want to be on a future show, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. Write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. Visit us at loveuniversity.love. You can like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love University Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Love Letter U Podcast. You can also download the podcast on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So until next time, Love University students, let's start the new year with great power, confidence, love, and success. And believe that you can be the most amazing person you can possibly be. This is Dr. Alex Avila, Love University. Put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones. Class is now dismissed. <laughs>